Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of the Multiverse Fancast. I'm Ronnie, and with me, as always, is Mags. How are you doing today, Mags? I'm doing well, doing well. How are you today? Doing well. Can't complain. Can't complain. Not at all. Unlike the critics. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of critics, kind of hints at what episode we are basing this off off of, and this will be our Suicide Squad review. Yeah, I'm very excited for Suicide Squad. We've been a pretty pretty anticipated movie for us and the fans. Yes. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. (laughs) Yep. Um, So, yeah, so to get things started off, we're going to talk about the critics. We're going to talk about the critics. The critics really, really did not like this movie. The critics were very harsh on this movie, to the point where it almost put a damper on it for us. Yeah. Because, um... You know, we have a lot of different people that we review from. Like, um, I like IGN. I'm a big fan. They usually do pretty good reviews. Um, I remember when Man of Steel came out, they actually had to do two because it was so divisive. Yeah. Like, the first review I read was like a nine. Then it was like a five. Yeah. Um, They were not too thrilled with this movie. So, that's always my go-to reviewer. Yeah. But then I listened to some of my YouTube reviewers, and they were much more optimistic about it. Kevin Smith loved it. Kevin Smith loved it. Um, I like Jeremy Johns on YouTube. Yeah. He loved it too. Um, it's been a very strange ride. Yeah. Um, you know the critics. The critics look at certain things that the average moviegoer does not look no. at. They look at the pacing, the cinematography, editing, you know, etc. We just kind of go there to, for a good time. For a good time, the story is it comic book like? Is it not? To me, I feel like. The critics don't really do that unless, like, they're comic. Book it's someone like Kevin Smith who knows his exactly. Comics. You know, is this? You know, we're gonna get into Suicide Squad. Obviously, our thoughts, but is it a perfect movie? No, no, not at all. Did we enjoy sitting there? And there were times where both hundred percent. Oh yeah, like it. It did what it was supposed to do, and it met all of our expectations. Yes. And we're gonna go through that a little bit more detail. But yeah. obviously, the first part of our episode will be non-spoiler. That's yes. typical, and then we'll uh, give you guys a very. Very annoying spoiler warning. Yeah. But um, where do you want to start initially? Like, we talked about the critics. The box office is huge. Box office. Let's just jump right into that because the box office was kind of like a middle finger to, to the critics. To the critics, yeah. I mean, in the U.S., they did 135.1 million. 135.1 million. And then overall, they did what? 267.1 million. I mean... Can you get any bigger? I'm, obviously, you'll get bigger than that, but... Yeah. I mean, for an August movie, it's number it's, one. It's broken um, by new records by, um, by, yeah, a lot of money. Guardians right? of the Galaxy was the... Before this was the number one with, what, 96 or something, something like, that? like that? But this one, this on Thursday when it premiered, uh, when we went to go see it, um, yeah. it beat out both Deadpool and... Uh, what was the other one? And Guardians of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy. For highest Thursday debut. Yeah. Um, it's the second most successful DC property after Dawn of Justice, which is saying something too. Yeah. For an opening weekend. Anyway. Yes. Obviously, we need to see what happens next week. Um, to be honest with you, I feel like next week it's... Obviously, it's going to dip. There's going to be a drop. It. Yeah, everybody knows you know, a drop happens. But I don't think it's going to be a Batman vs. Superman drop. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that happening because of the fact that, for me... Um, kind of like Batman Superman. The critics didn't like Batman vs. Superman. Not at all. They liked it more than Suicide Squad, though. Oh, did, really? I'm pretty, yeah. We'd have to double check that. But, I'm pretty confident it did, because right now, according to Rotten Tomatoes, that is, yeah. Suicide Squad was 24%. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But, um... Rough. Yeah. So, I mean, so that word of their mouth was kind of like, the critics weren't right with Batman vs. Superman... But they weren't necessarily wrong either. Yeah, like the with critics were this, very down the, down yeah. the middle with, with Batman vs. Superman. But with this, it's kind of like, no, the critics are wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like word of mouth, people who saw it this past weekend are going to tell people, go see it. Critics are wrong. Well, you know, everybody, like, I posted on Facebook that we were going to see it, and people were immediately like, well, what did you think? How was it? How was exactly. Leto? You know? And I said, I said what I said. And I was like, yes. it was really good. I yep. highly recommend going to see it. Yes. But, um,. Yeah, it's a very strange situation that we're dealing with. You yeah. Know? I think everybody's just so used to Marvel movies. Yeah, especially um, the critics. Well, Marvel movies, they, they're very... Because they're so, like, family-friendly and happy-go-lucky. I don't say they're family-friendly. I just feel like they, they play it very safe with Marvel movies. Yeah. 
Um, we're going to get into it, like I said, but th- this this movie plays around with different concepts of what yeah. a superhero movie or supervillain movie of this yeah. case should be. But um, we don't agree with the critics. No. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it and you're just listening to the non-spoiler section, go see it. It's really good. Is the it critics perfect? might have gave no. it a 20, 24, 25, 26, somewhere around there, Rotten Tomatoes. Ten times better. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's a solid movie. Yes. Um. There are some some technical issues, and um, obviously there's some stuff that we're going to get into in yeah. spoilers, but uh, for the most part, it's a, it's a pretty solid movie. Yeah. Um, is it going to change the way we view movies as a whole? Probably not. No. Is it a good step for the DC Cinematic Universe? Absolutely. Definitely. Like, it, it's such a good addition to yes. there. And it, it's definitely a, a much different tone than Batman vs. Yes. Superman, and it, it shows that they're listening. DC and Warner Brothers, they're kind of listening to the audience. They're like, well, they didn't like Too Dark, so we're going to make a supervillain movie that's fun. Yep, and they nailed it. They nailed it, yeah. They nailed it. But uh, let's. where do you want to start with this movie specifically? Um, let's do a little brief little plot okay. of the movie, and then we'll go right after that. We'll go right into our characters. All right, so for those of you guys who don't know, the, Su- the Suicide Squad is a team of villains under the employ of a government agent known as Amanda The Wall Waller. And in the aftermath of the death of Superman... She gets permission to create this task force, codenamed Task Force X, uh, slang names the Suicide Squad. By Deadshot. At least in the movie. Deadshot, Deadshot didn't even the in, the, that... in the movie. Yeah, he called it. It's funny because I pointed out he did that in uh, Arrow also. It was yeah. Deadshot who names it the Suicide Squad. Yes. And Task Force X gets assembled to deal with an Medi- overly powerful yeah. supernatural threat in Midway City. Yes. Um, without getting it, I mean, it's, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. the story right there. A team of supervillains is forced into teaming up and stopping the world from being destroyed. Yes. Um, we can't get into much more without getting into any spoilers. So, yeah. You know, the cool thing about it is it's a simple plot. And the critics pointed that out. They're like, well, it's really simple. I was like, that's what Suicide Squad is. That, it, yes, it, it is. And then I'm like, really? Any superhero movie is simple. It's There's a bad guy plot. and the heroes have to go and stop the bad guy. Yeah. That's read a comic. It's it's really because you know what it is. The movies aren't like the TV shows. No, the TV shows can tell an overarching story over twenty episodes. Yes, a movie Which has is to twenty have, hours. Yeah, a movie has to have. Here are our characters. This is an ensemble cast, so we yep. have to introduce all of them. There's going to be a lot of exposition in the Which beginning. They did amazing. They did an amazing job. For those of you guys who don't know, they do it in a very unique style. Yes, um, but. Um, you have to introduce your cast, and it's an ensemble, so it's going to take time. Yep. You have to establish motive. You have to set up the villain, mm-hmm. and you have to continue to flesh out the characters, and then have a giant climax at the end. Exactly. You know, it's kind of it's writing one hundred and one. Exactly. You can't get, you can't do a difficult plot with any superhero movie. Yeah. I mean, you can have little plot twists. Oh, definitely. But you're not going to do this big scheme of things and Martha yeah it's not gonna work out when Um, it comes to superhero movies yeah I know I completely um, completely agree you know we we went into this movie not expecting Shakespeare not expecting you know the greatest story of all time what we wanted was a story that entertains and this movie delivered in spades oh yeah you know it introduced us to great new characters for the DC universe it opened up magic yeah. Metahumans, like all these things are part of this universe now. And it's something that um that Marvel really didn't do. Nope. They're just getting into magic with Doctor Strange, Strange. and Ghost yeah. Rider. And they're just getting into they don't even have they can't call them mutants, so they have enhanced yeah. individuals. <laughs> um you know, Marvel Marvel really did their thing and now DC's trying to do its thing, and everybody's like, Well it's not Marvel. It shouldn't be Marvel. No. I don't want more. I want two separate things. Exactly. And this kind of separated it because for me, this comparison to Marvel is you got Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Right? Which is basically the same thing because they're basically a bunch of criminals Mm -hmm. that that they don't have to team up, but they do team up. And that's basically what Suicide Squad is. Yeah. But, But a little bit more dangerous. Yes, you know, because the Guardians of the Galaxy were more like outlaws. Like yeah. They, they stole, um, I think really Gamora was the worst because she was actually an assassin. Exactly. Like she killed a lot yeah. of people. It's like everyone in the Suicide Squad 
kills people. Yeah. Or has, at least. With only, like, one or two exceptions. Like, yeah. they're, they're all villains. Yes. They're all locked up, and they're forced into this. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of the actual squad, do you want to go through uh, some of our characters? And we'll yeah. kind of touch on them in a non-spoilery way. I say we start, yeah, and we'll start with the lesser known. Okay. And then work our way up to the big boys. Tee it up. All right. So, I say we, we're going to start with, um, Killer Croc. Killer Croc, all right. Um. Played by... Adewale Akinuoe Agabaji. I've heard it actually pronounced. That's what, that was really good. Yeah, it's really? a hard name. <laughs> I think I got it right. Yeah. As uh, Marlin, or Waylon Jones, also known as Killer Croc. Yes. Um, Basically just a freak accident gets and looks like a crocodile and has super strength. and. Yeah, apparently it's a genetic disorder. So yeah. he's not technically a metahuman per se. No. He was born... Deformed. Yes. So he has reptilian skin, and uh, he, you know he's big in swimming. He just, he's basically he is a crocodile. Picture a crocodile, but that could stand on two feet. Um, now let's talk about. He's all done practically. That's yes. all makeup. Yeah. And it is fantastic. Oh yeah. Like they could have easily done the CGI and had like you know. Giant yeah. Crocodile. Crocodile <laughs> man. I love how they went practical with it. Yes. Um. It kind of goes back to the idea, apparently in Deleted Scenes, he was a mob enforcer, yeah. which makes sense. But uh, he has some great zingers in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Bazinga. Yeah, he, he's really funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's only like one or two, but they are like two of the funnier lines. Yeah. Because you just don't see them coming. Nope. Um, other than that, he's pretty quiet. Yeah, it was kind of like... A lot of growling. Yeah, when I first saw it and everything, I was going, Groot. This is Groot. This is Groot. I am Groot. I am Croc. <laughs> But no, they actually gave him a couple lines, and he actually said stuff, not like Groot, whereas I am Groot. Yeah, the thing about it. Groot is, like, he says I am Groot over and over again, and you have to kind of, uh, like, it, it's a talent to Vin Diesel's performance, yeah. and also the the design of the character, that you still understand kind of what he's saying, yes. for the most part, but obviously we needed Rocket to translate for him. Yes. But for Croc, like, the cool thing was, like, A, he accepted that he's a monster. Yes. He, like, the character, a character like that, you always kind of get the, oh, well, I'm a monster kind of story. When, when. Yeah, like the, yeah. Well, nobody's ever going to accept me, but now you guys accept me. But he's like, yeah, I'm a monster. I don't care. I'm pretty cool with it. Exactly. Um, but I loved uh, when him and Rick flag meet for the first time, and like Rick just kind of stares at that, and he's like, you're not scared? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great little scene, but I won't spoil any more of it. Yeah. So who do you want to hit with next? Next, we'll go with someone that was in the movie for only 28 seconds, Slipknot. Slipknot. Let's <laughs> um, uh, be careful with that. Yeah. Uh, Slipknot, uh, I don't really know too much about him. He's uh, an assassin expert in tactical grappling and scaling. So basically, yeah. he's kind of... Spider-Man. He's like the getaway guy. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. Obviously. Uh, we get to see some, he's got some cool tech to him. He's the only squad member that... When he first appears, he's in his full gear, so he must have yes. like just gotten captured. Yeah, um, not much to his character. No, he's he's pretty uh, played by Adam Beach. By Adam Beach of Law and Order SVU fame. Yeah, I was a big fan. And from Joe Dirt. And from Joe Dirt. Yes, <laughs> I think you actually said that in the theater. You're like Joe Dirt. I'm like that. That's yeah. the first thing that came to mind when I saw him, and it's rightfully so. Yep. But um, he's a pretty. He's he's obviously there. And he's like the first one, like, I don't want to be here. I kind of want to get away from this. Yeah. Um, he's got some cool gear to him. Not much character development, though. No. But, uh, you know, he, he was there. Yeah. You need a, you need a full team. Yep. Um, then we have El Diablo. El Diablo. Played by Jay Hernandez. Yes. Um, basically, he was a former gangster who, L.A., from L.A., who has the power to summon flames. Also known as pyrokinesis. Yes. Um, he's probably the character that has the best arc in the entire movie. Oh yeah, definitely. He has some of the great scenes because he, like without spoiling anything, he just doesn't want, he doesn't want to use his powers. No. And they explain why throughout the film, but um, he's he just kind of hangs back and lets the squad do work while he yeah. just stays out of it. Um Really cool. Visually, he looks cool with his tattoos, yeah. and uh, his fire effects were done really well. Oh yeah, because it wasn't just like shooting fire; like he could do things with yes. the fire. He write he wrote words with the fire. He had a crown at one point. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Yeah, they do some really cool stuff with him. Yeah. And like I said, he's probably one of the characters that they flesh out throughout the course 
of yes. the movie. And he has probably the best action piece <laughs> scenes. Like hit when yeah. he when he's in the fight, he's really good. It's really fun to watch him in the fighting. Yeah. Um, next we have Katana. Katana, yes. Played by Karen Fukuhara. Are you, are you sure about that? Yes. All right. Um, she's a expert martial artist and swordsman. She swordswoman. is swordswoman. <laughs> Whatever. But um, she's basically Rick Flagg's bodyguard. Yep. She's, not an actual member of nope. the squad. She's there just in case someone tries to go after Rick. She's there to cut them with the Soul Taker Blade. The Soul Taker Blade. Yes. Capable of trapping the souls of its victims. Yes. Um, we don't see it too much. I think we saw extra scenes of it in the trailers. Yes. But um, there are scenes of her actually talking to the souls of that Soul Taker. It's really cool. Yeah, we um, do see it in the movie once. We see it once in the movie. We see it another time in the trailers. Yeah. We're going to talk about the trailers, too. After yeah. we go through our character list, because I think our last character is going to be the one with the most talk of trailer stuff. Yeah. But she was just kind of there, and, like, she has a really cool look to her. She looks very battle-hardened. She's yeah. more of a vigilante, kind of yeah. anti-hero, than a villain. Yes. And she's pretty quick to be like, who do I need to kill on this team? And Rick yeah. like, whoa, <laughs> slow down there, cowgirl. Yeah. Um, next we have Enchantress. Enchantress, played, played by... by Cara Delevingne. I, I'm not familiar with her at all. I know she was in Paper Towns. She was in Paper Towns. She was more a, of a model. model. Yeah. yeah, she's more of a model. She also was in um, Taylor Swift's music video, Bad Blood. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yep. Obviously. Um, How did I miss that? So yeah, so she plays Dr. June Moon slash Enchantress. Yes. Um, June Moon's an archaeologist who is possessed by an ancient evil force that transforms her into a powerful sorceress. Um, she had some of the best effect work in the beginning of the movie. Yes. There's her transformation into Enchantress was always really cool. Oh, yeah. And they, they do great effect work with her in the beginning of the movie. Yes, towards the end. It, not to spoil wonky. anything, it's but... It's a little wonky towards yeah, the end. Yeah, gets a little cheesy. But, like, the cool thing about her was she was the real wild card of the team. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a micro bomb, but there's another way that they're controlling her. Yes. And um it kinda she gets the opportunity to yeah. to kinda unleash a little bit. Yeah. But um, she really didn't have like she was really cool as Enchantress. Yeah. But otherwise, like you don't really we don't see June Moon too much. No, you see her you see her when they get through the backstory of And they introduce her. her and all that. Yeah. There's a lot of flashbacks and backstory yes. in this movie, guys. Um next we'll go with uh Captain Boomerang. I am so excited to talk about Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Played by Jai Courtney. All right, I'm going to... Finally just, did a good job. If you guys have listened to any of our episodes, you'll know that I'm not the biggest Jai Courtney fan. No. He's always kind of played the same character, just yes. not well. They kind of... He's like a Sam Worthington. They yes. just kind of put him in a lot of different things. He was in... Uh, I remember him in Jack Reacher, in Terminator Genesis, which I hated. I hated Terminator Genesis because I was really excited about it. But um, he was awesome in this movie oh yeah he was the funniest character like yep. by far like when he whenever he talked you laughed yes but um we get to see him also he uses his boomerangs some are like yep. he has explosive ones he has camera ones like he has the yes. trick boomerangs which we were excited for um but yeah every time they ship him to the suicide squad yeah like, he's in a duffel bag yeah and as soon as they open it up we see it in the trailers he just pops out he starts throwing punches yeah and he got jacked for the role like he's a he got yeah. big. You don't see it really towards the end, until like the ending, yeah, yeah. but because he's wearing like it's, an overcoat. Yeah. But they actually refer to him as Captain Boomerang. Yes. We were a little nervous that like such a cheesy name. Yeah. But yeah, he's a, he's a bank robber in this. Yeah. And that's kind of like his thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was just so much fun. Yeah. Um, next we have Amanda Waller, who we did kind of touch on before. In the summary, yeah. Yeah, in the summary, but uh, she was played by... Viola Davis, again, she's a government official who's basically the one that came up with the idea for Task Force X, a.k.a. Suicide Squad. Yeah, and it's really it's, it's really in response to the, the growing metahuman yes. threat. Because not, not every member of the Suicide Squad is a metahuman. No. Only one? I want to say... I mean, well, Croc, Croc can be kind of either way. Yeah, they call yeah, Enchantress yeah, a metahuman, but she's not... She's no, more of magic. Magic. They call her a witch, though. Also, but yeah. But, I would definitely say just Diablo. Yeah, Diablo's really the only metahuman in that team. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, so I get they're they're opening up the world to bigger possibilities. Yes. Which is really cool because, you know, it's almost like Marvel waited so long to say mutant and they still can't say it. Yeah. DC's like, no, many humans are things. Like yes. this is a they bring them up in Batman vs. Superman. Lex yeah. Luthor mentions them first and then we get the uh the webcam footage of uh, the QuickTime videos of yeah. all the Justice League members. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean it was like it was cool. Yeah. Viola Davis did a great job. She was intense. She was scary. You, she was very unpredictable. Yes. And like just so solid in her convictions. Yeah. Um, next we have Rick Flagg, who played by Joel Kinnaman. He was the field leader of the Suicide Squad. Yes. Who um, kind of gets blackmailed into being the leader by Amanda Waller. I wouldn't even say blackmailed. I think it was more just like he had the right reasoning for it. Yeah. Um, he's like a no-nonsense government guy. Like, he's by the book, Rick Flagg, all-American yeah. hero. And he kind of, he recruits Task Force X very unwillingly. Like, he was yeah. like, I'll get a team of the best sharpshooters and soldiers you can get. That's yes. what we need, soldiers, not these freaks. Yeah. Um, originally, he was supposed to be played by Tom Hardy. Yes. But Tom Hardy, what was the, the Revenant? Scheduling. The yeah. Revenant, yeah, it was his big thing. But um, I like Joel Kinnaman. I thought he did a good job. Oh, yeah. Uh, he got very approachable as yes. you learn more about him because he does have a very personal stake in the whole mission. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed him. He mm -hmm. was kind of... He was a great in-between between Waller and the, and the Suicide Squad itself. All right. Next, we have The Joker. All right. right. By Jared Leto. This is the big one. This is the yes. one that everybody's been talking about. Yeah. Um, we really don't need to give you a brief history on Joker because everyone knows who the Joker is. Uh, that depends. Well, this Joker, not really. Let, let's talk about this Joker because we can go, we can do an entire episode yeah. just on Heath Ledger's Joker yes. or Jack Nicholson's. This, this or... Joker you've never seen before. It's the mob boss. It's a, He's a gangster Joker. in this. Yes. Like he's a, a mob leader. Like he has people kissing his ring. Yeah. He owns like clubs. He's a businessman. Yes. But he's also completely insane. Yeah. Um, I, I see a nice parallel between him and the animated series um, mm -hmm. Joker. Because in the animated series, they can only get away with so much. So they made him more like, I'm going to rob banks. I'm going to steal money. I'm going to you know run the mob. Very uh, similar. Yes. He's not in the movie a lot, guys. Um, no. If you're going into this movie thinking it's a Joker movie, you're going to be very disappointed. Yes. He is an, but the, an underlying theme of the movie, basically. But that's the thing, though. Joker is not part of the Suicide Squad. He's not squad. part of the Suicide Squad. Um I I think this was a really good taste of him though for us for the next Batman yeah. film. I'd love to see him and, and Ben Affleck's Batman interact. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. But um, you know, like he's obviously he's a very different interpretation. We have we had Jack Nicholson who was like the the crazier Joker, yeah, like the goofball Joker. We have Heath Ledger which was who was the anarchist. He yes. just wanted to create chaos, and we have this one who's like who's a gangster, a yeah. mob boss, and. I, I really enjoyed him. Um, we'll, we'll just kind of mention it briefly. There are a lot of scenes that we saw in trailers that are not in this movie. No. Um, the ones that jump to mind are him with uh, the grenade and his face all messed yes. up. And he's going, bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the big one, which we, I think you and I were the most disappointed about, was when he says, I can't wait to show you my toys. Yes. Like, that was such an iconic Joker yeah. line. And then it's not in the movie. Yes. Uh, recently they... It's come out that there was there was a lot of Joker stuff that was cut out. Yes. Not only to change the tone of the movie, but also to make the relationship with Harley Quinn be a little bit more on the loving, loving side. side. And we're going to talk about that yeah. in, in, in big detail. Yes. Spoilers. Yep. Um, speaking of Harley Quinn. Yeah. It's our next character, Harley Quinn. And played who played? Who played? Who Margot played? Robbie. Margot Robbie. <sighs> All right, take a deep breath, Sorry. champ. <laughs> so basically, uh, Marley Robbie, uh, Harley Quinn, really like the same person. <laughs> basically, like, yeah. So Harley Quinn, also known as Harleen Quinzel or Doctor Harleen Quinzel, with a name like that, you're gonna turn into a supervillain, right? Oh my gosh. She's basically a psychiatrist at um, Arkham Asylum, who ended up falling in love with the Joker, and basically went crazy. Because of him, what you see in flashbacks, I'm not going to spoil them. Yeah, yeah. You see uh, their relationship kind of pan Yes. Out. Um, stole the show. 
I wouldn't say stole the show, but I just think she was the best interpretation of a comic character. She like, I don't know Deadshot well enough. I don't Mm -hmm. know Killer Croc well enough. The Joker I know well enough. And Harley Quinn, she was like, it was literally watching the character jump from the page to the screen. It was just so breathtaking. My favorite thing that they did with her was how easily she switched from like the Harleen voice to the Harley voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And She was... sounded different. Yes. Depending on the circumstances. Yep. So it makes you wonder how much of it is because she's crazy or how much of it is because she's in love, how much of it is yeah. because she's still completely sane. Who yes. knows? Um, she had a very powerful story, too. Yeah. It was amazing. Because um, it was reflective of both the squad and the Joker. Yes. But And also, she's like, she's kind of the most good guy out of all of them. Yeah. With the exception of Deadshot. Yes. So, um, yeah, we were, she was perfect. Pitch yes. perfect as Harley. Oh, yeah. Um, well, since you mentioned Deadshot, that is the last one we have. So we're going with Deadshot, a.k.a. Floyd Lawton, played by the man, the myth, the legend, Will Smith. Get it? Does he say I am legend? I am legend. It's still so funny that <laughs> I am legend had a Batman versus Superman Easter egg. In yeah. It. Oh, like, what, 10 years ago that movie yeah. came out? Um, yeah, Will Smith but, plays Deadshot. Yep. Um, some of my favorite... Uh, scenes were with Deadshot because yes. he's so he's so Will Smith funny. Yeah, he was Will Smith playing a Will Smith bad guy, yes. and we loved it every second yeah. of it. So basically, Deadshot, if you don't know anything about him, he's an expert marksman and he's an assassin. Yes. Um, to me, he's almost like the um, leader. He of, does. Yeah, of he the takes, Suicide Squad. He kind of takes. Um, we know Rick Flag is technically the leader, but, but they out of the villains. Him. I mean, they all kind of looked at him, and it was like, should we do this? Yeah, they, they ask him for advice. They're like, yes. you know, we'll follow your lead. It's exactly. your call. You know, he kind of takes an, a leadership role on very early. Like, yes. he's the first one to back talk to Rick Flagg. Yep. Um, he has a great scene where they're giving him his guns. Yes. Uh, with all <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you all jokers must be crazy. <laughs> and... Um, he has one of the best action moments in the movie. Yes. Where it's it's literally him against an army. And you see yeah. some of it in the trailer. Because he uses guns, but he also uses his wrist, uh, wrist guns. Yes. He does a great job. He wears his signature mask, too, in the movie. Yeah. Um, and they make reference as to why he doesn't wear it for a lot. You know, because the thing about big movie stars is, like, they want to show their faces. Exactly. They want to show, that's Will Smith. We know it's Will Smith. Yep. But they want to show him, you know, a big one was uh, Judge Dredd. Yes. was Carl Urban. Carl Urban, he was like, the judge doesn't take his mask off, so yeah. I'm not taking my mask off. I, I like actors who understand the yes. importance of the character traits. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So that's basically our non-spoiler part. Um, now we're going to go into spoilers. Uh, do you want to do a non-spoiler star review, and then we'll explain it? And, or just go see the movie, guys. Go see it's the movie. That, awesome. That's our star rating is go see the movie. It is Don't listen to the critics. Uh, one of the best soundtracks, too. Oh, hands down. Such, it's such great music. Like I put it right next to Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. in terms of their music. Um, I got a, I got a lot of their songs. We uh, we liked uh, Heathens, Heathens by 21 Pilots, yep. Sucker for Pain, um, Purple Lamborghini I yep. just got and it's really good. Um, Gangsta. Like, all these songs were played in the movie and they, yes. all, they all really worked with the scenes oh, yeah. that they were played in. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, so that's the end of our non-spoiler review. We're going to jump into spoilers. All right. We'll be going deep into this movie and doing a full review. So if you have not seen this movie, I would put us on stop and come back to us after you have seen the movie because you should go see the movie. And if you don't see the movie, you are missing out. I thought you were going to be mean, like, be mean for a second. I was like, don't say something mean. I was thinking about it. Nah, we still love you guys. But then I held back. But we also realized that, you know, DC movies are not everybody's cup of tea. No. Marvel movies are very approachable. DC movies, not so much. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, this is your final warning. We will be doing spoilers now. Slipknot dies. (laughs) Yeah. We all kind of knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen because they didn't really do a backstory on him. It's not even that. Like, in all the trailers, it's the same two scenes with Slipknot, him punching the lady, Mm -hmm. and then him grappling away. Yes. And then that's it. Yeah. In all the scenes, like, they show all the action pieces. He's nowhere to be found. We all knew he was going to be the one that goes. Um, Apparently, there were deleted scenes that show he was a serial rapist. Yeah. To make him more, like, 
unsympathetic. Like when yeah. he died, we were like, we don't care. Yeah. So they cut that out. And uh, yeah. No. Nah. But uh, apparently Adam Beach went on saying that he was caught, his character was caught strangling Wonder Woman. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. I was, I was you know, obviously it's not official. Yeah. But it's they, just, it's entertaining. They, that was a theory because of the fact that he comes up and he punches a female, but I think he kind of just punches a female just because she was the closest one. And also she says something to him yeah. too. Like she, she exactly. gives him lip. So, Not that I justify. Yeah, so it was something against women or whatever. Yeah. That's why they were like, yeah, you know, it was Wonder Woman because of he uses ropes and she has her lasso. Obviously. <laughs> what? But, what? But speaking of Justice League members. You want to talk about, who do you want to talk about first? Let's, let's do Ezra Miller. All right, so Ezra Miller shows us really our first look of the full flash in action, in costume, because they... For two seconds. For two seconds. <laughs> and it, you know what? It's so... It's perfect. It's so perfect. Perfect. He's the one that captures uh, Captain Boomerang. We don't see a lot of his powers in action, which I'm okay with. Yeah. But um, his voice still kind of... Uh, yeah. They do some voice effects like they do on the Flash TV show, like the vibrating uh, voice. I'm yes. okay with that. But, um, yeah, he's... Uh, it was perfect the way they it set it beautiful. up. Beautiful. Just two seconds, basically. Basically, what it is is Boomerang is robbing a bank. They're done. He kills his partner. He's going to escape, and Flash is like, "Um, hey." <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. was it. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was. It was such a great moment. Yes. And we both were very excited because we knew that there was. Go- we knew Flash was going to be in it. Yes. So we were kind of just waiting for that. That show, and he's in full costume. Yeah. The costume looks great. I know that a lot of people are like, well, we don't like the armor look. I don't mind well, the I armor look. I don't like your look. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind the armor look. It's it's a little bit more reminiscent of the times. Yes. I mean, look at uh, Christian Bale's Batman. His, he wore body armor. He was basically walking metal. Yeah, like to the point where he looked uncomfortable walking. Yes. Um, and they, they even fixed the suit in the second movie. Yeah. But... Um, it, I don't have a problem with it, no. and apparently they're going to explain it in Justice League, yeah. like why he's wearing that specific suit. I hope they do, but I just hope he's not in it the whole time. I would love to see him in his regular little like spandex, and he's not going to have the spandex. You know, we already know this. Like I would I like that. We want that, but not not for the whole movie. I don't care if he's in it just for some of it, and then they give him that no, because he, of whoever it is that's the villain and he needs it. But whatever. That's, this is not Justice League. This is not Flash. Do you want to talk about Batman Scott. then? Yeah. Might as well. We're just Batman st- has the most, I guess, cameo scenes in the movie. Yeah. We see him capture Deadshot, which I didn't expect to see it. No. And it was really cool. Like, you see him do, like, the traditional bat dive yeah. down. He's like, I don't want to do this in front of your daughter or something yes. like that. Um, which is a great Batman line. Oh, yeah. What was the other scene he was in? Um, then there was the... In- when Enchantress is like full Enchantress and she's putting like the these like dreams in their head the mental energy, and Deadshot yeah. ends up killing, killing Batman. Batman he's also obviously in the uh, purple Lamborghini escape sequence yep that was such Where a great scene saves Harley Quinn and then punches her in the face oh god when he, he decks Harley Quinn right in the face and I don't think you're supposed to laugh but the entire theater was dying oh yeah cause she like tries to bite him and she's like Starlight is just like Boom! Yeah. One hit. Knocks her clean. Um, I love the way they do his grappling gun in this. It's yes. very uh, reminiscent of not only the comics, but also the Arca- the uh, Arkham games. Yes. And he, he goes right in after them. Like, I don't know if he was trying to save them or just trying to make sure that the Joker was dead. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that was a great sequence. Definitely. Uh, I think we'll save the mid credit scene for the very oh, end. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, that, that'd be fun. <laughs> it's spoilers they know oh, already oh yeah sorry I oh forgot. yeah I forgot <laughs> uh, so where do you want to go next then we kind of we're jumping all over yeah well not really you want to talk about Ugly Justice Enchantress oh yeah I mean we have to but yeah alright let, let's talk about let's here we'll go through some of our cons okay. of the movie because we have very few so let's let's talk about Enchantress um, loved was, her then hated her we loved her in the beginning like her look was so great like that yes. kind of the smoky black effect they gave her, the like the costume, it all made sense. Yeah. And then she gets her power boost. Yes. And she turns into a walking CGI mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she looked amazing when she was like original Enchantress, and like she just had like the the black on her. But then once like they actually like 
showed her in her full form uh-huh. when we find out she's the villain and she has her brother's idol and the brother comes to life and everything. Yeah, she brings her That's brother to life. That's when like, kind of like, uh, we don't like Enchantress anymore. Because Just, she looks so stupid. Yeah. The CGI was really bad. She was doing like this hip gyrating thing where it was like, this is how I do magic. Yeah. Looks more like hula hooping. Um, and then, like, they gave her this, this very loud booming voice almost. Yeah. But then... When the squad actually goes to fight her, she turns back into that black smoky demony kind of version, which we liked. Yes. And they do a you know a lot of hand to hand stuff, which well, is great. To me, I think what it was was, um, whatever she was building, she needed this certain power. Okay. And then once she actually completed it, she kind of reversed back into. Yeah, because I, don't I, know. I think it could really have been like a it. power source or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they didn't explain it. All we could do is guess, and that would be my guess. Maybe it's just like, this is my, I need this form to channel yeah. this much magic. I need this form. This is like a fighting form. It's yes. more nimble and agile. Um, her powers are never fully explained, but she's very powerful. Yes. That's all we, I mean, we could obviously say that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, her brother kind of, she, that's her incubus form and or succubus form, and he's incubus. I think that's what their actual titles yes, are. Yes, he's incubus. Incubus, um, one note villain. His CGI was a little wonky too at times. Yeah, but um, I didn't have. He was he was the muscle. Yeah, and I was okay with it. He was the henchman. He was the henchman, basically. Yeah, like all brothers to their sisters are. <laughs> but yeah. uh, now that we've talked about ugly enchantress, that kind of well, I mean, and she so basically. She's the villain of this movie. Yeah. Um, she basically gets her brother to steal her heart, which is what it was kind of. No, no, it's not. She, she gets him to lend her his power, so that way she can't be killed by the heart getting stabbed. She, when she approaches him, she's like, "I need your power to protect yeah. me until I get my heart." Because Amanda Waller, as soon as like Enchantress disappears, she starts stabbing that thing like violently. Yeah. So she's using her brother's power, and that's why when her brother dies, she's able to uh, get killed by the heart being crushed. Yeah, which um, they actually end up cutting out of her. Yeah. Who was the one that... Was it Katana? That's going, or, no, it was Harley. Oh, Harley. Harley was the one that, that yeah. managed to cut that through. Um, where, do you want to, where do you want to go next? Since what, what are some other things we didn't like about this movie? Um... I know to, I had problems. To be with honest me. with you, it was, for me it was just enchantress. My my biggest challenge was the editing. Like there were times the editing was put together very choppy, almost. Um, and obviously, like I said, there were a lot of scenes in the trailers that we wanted to see. Yes, and they but were gone. It, but for me, it wasn't really needed. It like, wasn't what needed, they cut out. Like, I was okay. I would have loved to see it in the movie. But it didn't really disappoint me too much where it's going to knock my score down. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's just annoying me because, like, every movie does it. They release a bunch of material and then it doesn't end up in the finished cut. It yeah. happens. But this was a lot of stuff. And in all honesty, it sounds like it was only about 15 minutes that they could have put in. Yeah. They're saying that it's because Warner Brothers Studios are the ones that cut in. When the studios get involved, mm. bad things happen. Yeah. Let's look at Batman vs. Superman. The original, the extended cut is thirty minutes longer, and in my opinion, better. The, yeah. the ultimate edition is a really a much more solid film. Mm-hmm. But then the studio comes in, they're like, "Well, we're gonna cut this, 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 and this," and then suddenly you get not the best movie. Yeah. Um, David Ayer, who directed it, he's a great director. Yes. I really would have loved to just see his product. Yeah. We we've seen when the studio gets too involved, and then you get like Fantastic Four or something <laughs> like that. It's just it's bad. Yeah. I mean, still, it still was good. I wouldn't say this was anything was bad. I wouldn't say anything about this was bad, but just like the Joker was one of the biggest things that we had heard about. Yes. Whether it was Jared Leto's intense method acting, which we all heard about, uh, some of the gifts he sent his co-stars. Yeah, some of the he kind of. Well, I don't know why people are complaining because we heard the same thing about Heath Ledger. I don't think people are complaining. Well, Heath Ledger just kind of locked himself away and yeah. method acted that way, but like. Jared Leto apparently went really far to yeah. the point of uncomfortableness with the cast and crew. Like, Will Smith has said, he's like, I never met Jared Leto. I yeah. just met the character. Yeah. Um, so, like, I would have... 
obviously this isn't a Joker movie, but a theory that you know you and I were talking about before it went on air is if they had done with Jared Leto's Joker what they did with Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker for The Force Awakens, I think it would have been a lot better. Yeah. If we had not seen, not, maybe not seen anything, but definitely not maybe seen like as much. One little thing or something. Where just maybe the scene of him. I'm just gonna hurt you really, really bad. I, I thought. What I think would have been better is if we just heard the laugh. Yeah. Towards like an end of, yeah. of like a little snippet or something like that. I think that would have been cool. Just to be like, he's in this movie, but we're not going to tell you how much. And what he's doing. Exactly. And if he's the actual bad guy or if yeah. he's a good guy or whatever. Yeah. You know, the thing about the Joker is he's he's a wild card. Yeah. And that's the, that's the fun of the character. Mm-hmm. And they kept the spirit of the character alive yeah. in this version. I mean, but then again... You knew Joker was going to be in it because when you have Harley Quinn, you have Joker. Yeah, I mean they could have even done just fleeting references to him yeah. and not have him and not actually have him in the yeah. movie. But um, yeah, I mean we were kind of. I know I like the Joker. What were your thoughts on like the actual Joker? <laughs> you know what? Are kind of different on this point. Yeah, it kind of it doesn't sway me either way. We didn't see too much of him, and I'm not gonna make judgment until we see more. If we see more, yeah. Because we're not sure if we will. I'm sure we will, though. Leto has said he wants to be in the yes. Batman solo film. Um, so, I don't want to say if I liked him or if I didn't like him. but Or if he did, if he did a good job. But what I will say is, he kind of was meh to me. Okay. You know, there were times where I was kind of like, that makes no sense. I'm confused by his character. In regards to? In regards to just the way he was portrayed. Okay. Um... I loved his laugh. He had a great laugh. He had a great laugh, but like, I, I guess it's kind of like you're, maybe we're just used to seeing, you know, the older Joker. We're not used to seeing this mob boss. Yeah. You know, or the gangster, whatever you want to call it. And like, just scenes with him, like, why in his house does he have like two rings of knives and like two rings of guns in I the middle of his living room? Like, did you see what else was on display in there? There were baby yes. clothes in the corner. Yeah. Harley Quinn's jester suit apparently was there, too. I didn't yeah. see it. I just saw that in the B-roll footage. Mm-hmm. But it also goes to show that he's crazy. Like, yeah. he's completely psychotic. Yes. And he's devastated by Harley being gone. Yeah. And not know Because the first line we really hear from him is, where is she? Yes. Um, he's a wreck. What did you think about his tattoos? I know that was a big point of contention for the fans. You know, I liked it. I liked it better in action. Yeah. When we first like saw that initial photo, we were all like, ah, oh, this is way too much. Yeah. And you know what I did like was the fact that they didn't do the stupid smile on his face. Yeah. I loved the tattoo on his hand where he would just put it over his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. And cover- I think he did it to other people, and too. He did, yeah, he did it Yeah, to um the one guard from the prison. Yeah. He did it to him. I don't have any problem with the blinged-out Joker. Uh, I think it says a lot to his character, yeah. and some of his ce- some of his scenes with Harley Quinn were iconic. They did yes. uh, the cover of one of the the comics where he's in the tuxedo and she's in the the suit, so, and they're kind of dancing around. It's it's like they have some yeah. really good shots like that. Oh yeah, uh, when he's wearing the suit rescuing her, and she's like, "You got all dressed yeah, up for me, put in." He's yeah. like, "Anything for my girl," or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently the deleted scenes show more of the abusive side. Yes, and a. We were reading they, all these supposed deleted scenes aren't official. They're no. just um, they're rumored at least. Yes. But uh, apparently, when he pushes her out of the helicopter in the original cut, it wasn't to save her. He's trying to kill her because I guess she she probably is like we need to go back for my friends. Yes. And he pushes her out, and she just happily lands on that building. Yeah. But yeah, there are apparently a lot of scenes that show more of his abusive side towards yeah. her, which is a big. Which is, I mean, topic. yeah, exactly. If you know their history you know that it wasn't like what it was in the movie yeah it was definitely more of the romantic yes. side um but to the point where like he lets her dive into the chemicals and he's like all right well she's dead i'm gonna just leave and he's like oh yeah. i like kind of like her and, and i know we were talking about this off air that when we saw that in the trailer when we saw her falling we thought that he pushed her yes but she will yeah what was the line he says First he asks, would you die for me? And she says, yes. And he goes, no, that's too easy. Would, would you, you live, live for me? Yes. Which was a great Joker line. Yes. Um, but, um, I, I really enjoyed their relationship. They had great yes. chemistry, the oh, two yeah. of them. Like, when they were on screen together, they just sizzled. Yes. And it, I think that's important. You know, you want to have good chemistry with your characters, especially two 
as iconic. Yes. Uh, who do you want to jump to next? Uh, well, do you have any other dislikes? Um, really just the deleted, the cut scenes and the, the interesting editing choices, especially okay. if a lot of those scenes are, that we were reading about were true. Yeah. It was supposed to be originally a very different and dark yes. movie. You know, I'm kind of happy they didn't go comp- too dark with it. Yeah. But I think it was, they learned from I think it was a Superman. good, perfect uh, mix between dark and light. Or yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I could agree. Yeah. Um, so there's no more likes. Now we're going to go into our pros. Um, I hope you guys have another three hours. So we're not going to go too detailed. Because a lot of them Maybe. we've already said. Yeah. Um, um, we've already talked about Margot Robbie. Yeah. We already talked about the cast. How about, you know, this is where we're going to start. We're going to start with our favorite, um, who was our favorite character? That See, you and I, we discussed this. Like, we yes. went to dinner afterwards and we saw it and we were, this was like a big, Yeah. I think... I had said Captain Boomerang when yes. I first saw it. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's your favorite? That was my favorite character. That was your favorite. And you know um, what sold it for me? When Rick Flagg smashes the thing, and he's like, he assumes he's like bluffing yeah. almost. He's like, you guys are free to go. I'm going to go save the day. And Boomerang, before he even finishes talking, he's out the door yeah. with his drinks, and he's like, bye. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Um, but then he boomerangs back, yeah. and he's walking with the squad outside. Yeah. Was beautiful. Um. For me, it's a tough one. Pink unicorns. Yeah. But no, um, my theory it was either Deadshot or Harley Quinn. Okay. Just because I thought their portrayals were perfect. And also, they had the most screen time. Yeah. But um, my biggest surprise would be either Diablo yes, or Killer Croc. Diablo, I think, had the best story. Yes. Um. So basically, in, for Diablo, what it was was he um, goes to prison because he accidentally burns and kills his wife and, two and kids. his two kids, um, and he decides I'm never going to yes. use my powers again. Well, he goes so he goes to prison because of that, and then there's a like a riot in the prison yard that he's at and sets everyone on fire. But see, I don't know if that was if that happened before he killed his family or after because it could it, they, they're kind of confusing with their their flashbacks that had to be after because why would he be in prison he was a gang member he could have been in prison for anything but he wouldn't have gotten out we don't know if he set all those people on fire i don't know he wouldn't I, have gotten I, out. I kept feeling like it was right after he killed his uh family it had to be because he was so he went to prison because i guess they figured out he killed his family or if, who knows maybe he was in prison for a different reason didn't he didn't they say that he he turned himself in. He turned himself in. Yeah. Because he killed it. So he's in prison, sets the whole yard on fire, ends up going away to where the whole, basically, suicide squad is being held and takes an oath that he's never going to kill again. I don't even... I know he says kill again, but I don't even know if he says anything about using his powers. I think he says he's not going to use his powers anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, so, you kind of see throughout the movie... Whenever they're fighting, he's kind of just hanging back, not doing anything, until Deadshot pushes him over the edge. In a great scene. And, and I, that was a great scene. You want to see something? After, no, he, after he does you. it. I'm touching you. And Deadshot's just like, like I was, I was trying, trying to get you there. We cool, right? <laughs> Phil Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Triangle. That, that was one of the funniest lines when Rick Flagg's giving a little pet talk, and yeah. Deadshot's just like, uh, have you ever heard of Phil Jackson? Yeah. Triangle. Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, Diablo just, he has a police, and one of the best scenes of him is Enchantress is going into the minds of all the Suicide Squad members and putting their fantasies to life. Yes. I love the scene with Margot Robbie as, like, a normal housewife, yeah. and Jared Leto is, like, a, it shows that she just wants to and, be with her, her love and have a family. Yes. Deadshot shown killing Batman to protect him. You know, it... The cool thing about this is you get to see Batman from the eyes of the criminals, and he's a scary, intimidating monster to yes. them. But Diablo, he's he's in this fantasy, and he's like, no, I did this. I have to take responsibility for what yeah. I did. And he snaps them all out of it yep. before he transforms into his like super Diablo form, which is yeah. awesome. With, uh, his effects and the bar scene where he's got the little like the fire dancing, the yeah. fire dancing girl, and he happens. puts the... Glass over it, and you kind of see it like smothering yeah. down, and 
And what's cool, too, is you don't just see it dwindle down, but, like, you see, like, the glass starting to fog up and everything, too, because of the fire. And He's got really cool... Like, it's not just shooting the fire. Yeah. And, like, little things like that with, like, the steam and, like, steaming up the glass, like, that makes it seem like there's actual fire. You've seen stuff where they put stuff like that, and you don't see the yeah. steam where the... Yeah, they put a lot of thought into his effects, which, yes. was, which was evident when they showed yeah. it. Yeah. But, um... Let's talk about what this movie adds to the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, one of the things that when you and I were first talking about it after we saw it was the thing that I liked the most was it felt very connected to the previous movie. Yes. Marvel standalone movies, they have little Easter eggs, but for the most part, like Iron Man. The first Iron Man is its own story. Civil, like Captain America, the first Avengers is its own story. Thor is its own story. Like yes. They have pieces that connect. Yes. But the whole reason the Suicide Squad exists is because Amanda Waller goes and she's like, Superman's dead. And we actually see his funeral. And we see, see his the funeral movie. a little bit. Um, and we show, it shows that like there's, some, there's a street vendor showing, selling shirts and then on the back it says remember or something like that. Yeah. So obviously the death of Superman is still a big thing and it kind yes. of, they, they now see him as the good guy. Yes. And they, they bring it up, they're like, what if Superman had decided to fly down to the, gov- to the White House, rip open the roof and kill the president? Who would have stopped him? Yes. So Amanda Waller uses the death of Superman. She's like, well, what's, there's nobody here to protect us from men yeah. humans now. And that's how she gets clearance to form Task Force. Yes. So I liked how this movie added to the DC universe. Mm-hmm. It, it was its own contained story. Yes. Like the Suicide Squad is not like we're going to travel the world saving people and doing things. It's there's this covert mission. You have to get in. Yeah. And if you get caught, we're throwing you under the bus. Yeah. You know, it's a contained story, and they didn't really get the happy ending. Not necessarily. They got the, they got BET. Yeah. They got <laughs> a, a nice new punching bag and letters from your daughter and visitation stuff like that. Like yeah. the squad all gets like a little reward for it, as well as their time off their senses. Because Amanda Waller's just espresso like espresso machine. Espresso machine. Um, Amanda Waller's like, you know, she still got the bomb thing. She's yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you guys if you try and leave. Yeah. And they're all like, uh, we just saved the world. She's like, yeah. And you get 10 years off your life sentence. And yes. what Captain Boomerang's one is like, 10 years off of three life sentences. Yay. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it, it added a lot to the uh, actual universe. Yes. You know, like, the Marvel movies, standalones, they... Very few of them had mm-hmm. big repercussions. Like, the only one that really jumps to mind is, besides Civil War, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... And then, obviously, the, the big Avengers movies. Yes. But what else do you want to talk about in terms of the good about this movie? Um, there's so much good, but it's like just so much to talk about with this movie. Because um, as you can see, we only spent like two minutes on our bad. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> like it's like, you know what? It's so simple and it was so much fun that we yeah. really like our bad's more on the technical side yeah, than anything else. Exactly. The good is the casting was perfect. Yes. To be honest with you, I can't think of other people to play who was played. Um... And, I mean, the way, my favorite thing about this movie was how they set up each character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they we do, like, have the opening title cards. How many characters do we have? We have, what, Deadshot, Harley, um, Croc, Boomerang, Croc, Boomerang Katana. Katana. Who sh- I think Katana got the shortest end of the stick. We really don't, we learned. Katana and Slipknot. Yeah. Um, Slipknot, we don't have a little, ba- we have a brief, brief He's good with ropes. Oh, exactly. Okay. Katana. We don't really have. They we have a little bit. We they mentioned the there's a little her husband dying her. and everything like that. And she's talking to him yes. on the sword. But oh, and Enchantress. So we have six people who we actually get a backstory from. Yeah. And the way they set it up was really cool. With the, they the had a character, said their name, said their alias, and then gave you like it was almost like the back of a baseball card. Yeah, like the stats. Yes. There was one, the one that made me laugh the most, and I pointed out to uh, our friend Sean, was uh, for Rick Flagg, the last one, uh, has like a plus three handicap golfing. Yeah. And I was dying. Yes. Like some of them were really entertaining. Yeah, like it, so it gave you the little like playing card almost. Yeah. And then it gave you like a minute, minute and a half clip of something, you know yeah. what I mean? So like, they on six characters, they only spent like ten minutes worth. Of the movie, and it was done visually entertainingly. Yes. Like it was, a, it was a nice visual. It, it, for us. it was beautifully done. Unlike yeah. you know other movies where the backstory takes like ten minutes for each character, and it's all just talking, talking, yes. exposition. Exactly. So that was probably my 
top favorite, other than the way that the characters were portrayed. And oh, yeah. Like that. And you know what the cool thing is, like, the characters didn't fall into the stereotypes of ensemble films. Yes. Like, yeah, there was the funny one, and there was the muscle one, but, like, they all had unique attributes to them yes. that, uh, that made them different. Like, Killer Croc, we thought it was just going to be the muscle. He ended yeah. up being, the, being funny. Yes. I'm beautiful. Yeah. You had, um, Harley Quinn, who was the underestimated one. Yeah. And then she literally kicks butt. She kind of keeps the team together at certain yeah. points. Um, and then you have Deadshot, who, this is what we, you wanted to talk about before, Deadshot being the leader in the best action sequence on top oh, of yeah. that car. Like, the, well, the setup to it is cool. Yeah. The Suicide Squad's hanging back, and they're like, what should we do to him? Yeah. And so he finally gets over there, and they, they start this big battle scene, and the whole thing is Rick Flagg had literally just said to him, he's like, you're a killer, you're a, a serial killer that takes credit cards. Yes. When the fight happens, you're going to be the first one to turn tail and run. And he's the one that ends up on the car, and he takes out, like, 60 things. Yeah. I don't even know what they were. They and, were. like, everyone else in the task force. Yeah. Um, not task force X. I'm talking about, like, the actual army. The soldiers, yeah. Um, they're literally all just standing there, mouths wide open, just in all, like, wow. Yeah, because Deadshot's... And, and Deadshot's just like... Does, like, like... He drops his assault rifle, he's got his wrist guns. Runs, like, oh, it was, it was so cool, yeah. And, you know, he looks visually awesome. Yes. That was... That was one of the best scenes. The, that in the scene with Diablo fighting um, Enchantress's brother. Yes. I gotta say, like, th- that middle action scene with Deadshot taking charge mm-hmm. and the ending action scene were probably the best. The one in the office, yeah. you know... The only thing cool about the one in the office is when they all kind of, like, te- like they all did their, their traditional yeah. hero pose. Say what you will about DC movies, but they do great oh, team yeah. poses. Like, you know, the Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman one was great. Um, Even the one where, um, like, it's kind of like that, but the, uh, where they surround Rick Flag after they, they yeah, try to take him again. Yeah. yeah. yeah They're not all in it, though. Uh, who were we missing? Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember. So that's dead already. But there was only two, four, I think there was only like four or five of them. I think it was everybody, saw. but we'd have to, we're going to go see it again. Yeah, we're going to see it again. But it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a great scene. And oh, kinda yeah. kind of like, it, it's not the traditional, it, see, you look at Batman versus Super, Superman's uh, hero shot, and they're all just kind of, yeah. they're they're posing. The one in Suicide Squad is they're all very finicky. They're, they're, they're all moving like, around. They're, yeah. they're very fidgety. Yes. And it shows the difference between, here are our heroes, and they're all like, dun da 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 here are the villains. Like, oh my god, we're gonna die! Yeah. Ah, kill people! Like, it's, it's a really cool, I want to see those scenes, like, side by side, mm-hmm. like a nice comparison, and it would just, I think it'd be really cool to kind of see. So, to me, I think the Suicide Squad one was better because it was more realistic. I, I can see that. You know what I mean? But obviously the, the Batman vs. Superman one holds just so oh, much it's, it's epic and I mean I mean I guess I would say it's better. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess, it's, it, they're very different. Yes. But at the same time they're, they have such greatness to yes. both of them. Um, I think that's really it for the actual movie. So yeah. we want to talk about mid-credits and kind of where we think yeah. the story is going to go. Because I, I have a, a great theory that I want to pull up for you guys. No, I told you about it. <laughs> but yeah, so the oh, um, big credit. Yeah, so basically, um, we see Amanda Waller and uh, Bruce Wayne. Yes. Having dinner or drink something like that, and um, so they're basically just there having dinner and talking about this was after the whole battle, um, and so basically they. Uh, that Bruce Wayne's going to uh, protect Amanda, uh, Amanda Waller from the fallout from the fallout of Enchantress's rampage, um, and he's doing that in exchange for access to all the metahumans that the government has a file on. So we see Enchantress's file. Yep. We see Barry Allen's file. Yep. And we see Aquaman's file. Yes. And it's also implied that Amanda Waller knows that he's Batman. Yes. Which is great. It was a great little scene. Yeah, stop, stop working late at night. Yeah, stop working late nights or something like yeah. that. And he's just like, my friends and I are going to... Basically, he's saying that the Justice League he's forming is going to take over. Yes. And and they don't need yeah. the Suicide Squad. Um, a, it sets up Justice League very nicely. Yeah. Uh, B, it sets up what I want to see in the Batman solo film. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I had talked about, and I'm not sure if we talked about it on the actual podcast, but... 
one of the biggest rumors for the Batman solo film is um, that it's going to take place in Arkham. Yes. And it would be an awesome opportunity to introduce Batman's rogues, have him and the Joker interact, and yeah. him and with some of his other characters because he's got a long history. We've yes. seen it. And halfway through the movie, I said this at dinner, I was like, this would be the coolest thing if the Suicide Squad gets sent in to save Batman. Batman. Yes. Imagine Batman's like broken down, he's like beaten, it's like halfway through the night, and suddenly Deadshot appears, and he's like, are you here to kill me? He's like, no, I'm here to save you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Who would have thought? It would have been, it would be so perfect, like him, Croc, yes. and, and whoever's still left on the Suicide Squad, because obviously Harley escapes yeah. with the Joker at the end of this. But um, I think it'd be such a great solo film to have the Suicide Squad interact with Batman in the solo film. Yes. Or even in Justice League. Imagine seeing them in Justice League. Because mm-hmm. Justice League, apparently, it's going to deal with Darkseid and Steppenwolf. And, and I would love to see the Suicide Squad team up with the Justice League. Yeah. And just watch the, them both all interact together. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, what, what do we want for the sequel? I don't know. It's hard to It's hard to give them... I don't know, to be honest with you. It's hard to give them something to go after or do now. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't mind if they just do, like, a, another small contained story. Yeah. Um, I want to see... Who, who would we like to see on the Suicide Squad? No one. I think it was perfect. Well, it's a smaller team now. There's only... It's only Deadshot, Croc... Uh, Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. Um... Who else could we get? Um, I'd love to see... I mean, you have characters like... Uh, I think Vixen was part of the Suicide Squad at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, Count Vertigo from uh, Arrow, Arrow War. He would be a great character to have. Um, we've seen Poison Ivy on it. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a lot of really cool characters that they could bring in, and I'd love to see... Uh, so I want to see more obscure ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see, like, the Clock King... You know, Killer Frost was on it too. Like there are a yeah. lot of characters that have been on the Suicide Squad um, at some point. Or Bronze Tiger, he was on. He was one of the characters on it in uh, Arrow. Arrow, yeah. Um, Plastique. You know, there there are a lot of great characters they could put in a Suicide Squad sequel. So I don't mind another contained story. Apparently, uh, King Shark was supposed to be in it, but they replaced him <laughs> at the last minute with uh, Croc. Yeah. But, I mean, there's some... Deathstroke would be a great character to have. I'd love if they put Deathstroke... He's been on the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I think he'd be a really fun one to have on there. Um, uh, I think Reverse Flash... I, th- I think it's all one. going to depend on um, the villain. I think they'll probably come up with the villain first. Yeah. And then, um, based off of who the villain is, they're going to use the Suicide Squad. Obviously, you'll, at least for me, they should have the three that are still here. Um, but if you're going to add three more, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I guess it's all going to, like I said, it's all going to depend on the villain in it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, like, there's a lot of good opportunities, though, and we're really excited to, because they're going to make a sequel. It's already making bank. Um, it'll drop, but, yeah, you know, it's going to happen. But, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Do you want to do star ratings? Yeah. Oh, you know what would be cool? Oh, it would be cool. Because we do have the introduction of Aquaman, Black Manta. Oh, Black Manta would be a great character to put on the Suicide Squad. I just feel like since he's like Aquaman's arch enemy, they should introduce him in Aquaman maybe first. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the cool thing is now, you know, the problem with the Marvel movies is they kill, they kill their characters because they mm-hmm. don't want to use them again. But in this, they can actually, they can kill the character. They don't have to kill the characters. They can arrest them. Yeah. And, um... You know, put him in yes. to uh, like the Suicide Squad movie. So like they could introduce Deathstroke in a Batman movie and then put him in Suicide Squad. Yes. And that way we already know the character. We don't need backstory. Yeah. You know, Marvel doesn't have that opportunity because they don't have any of their villain teams in movies. Mm-hmm. They were talking about Sinister Six for a long time, but yeah. yeah. So there are a lot of good possibilities, yes. and it makes the DC universe yeah. uh, more more wild in a good way. Uh, Star ratings though. Star ratings. You can go first. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a solid 3.5. It didn't blow me away. It was exactly what I expected. The performances are solid. I think maybe after I see it again, it might bump up to a 4. But, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to ask me which I prefer. You guys asked me after the movie if I prefer Suicide Squad over Batman versus Superman. And 
I maybe prefer the the visuals of Batman vs Superman more, but mm-hmm. the story of Suicide Squad a little bit better. Yeah, it, it's a tough call for me because mm-hmm. they're they're both very yeah. Even though they're the same universe, different movies. So yes. solid three point five for now. Um, I'm teetering between a four and a four or five. Yes, you are. Um, like I said, and we both said, very little wrong with this. Mm-hmm. So it's not, can't be a perfect movie. Um, but I think seeing it one more time will solidify my star ratings, but it's not going to go lower than four. It could go to that four or five though. But it's not going to um, be five. It's not a perfect it's, movie. It's not a perfect movie. Um, but like with the director's cut of Batman vs Superman, if we see a director's cut of this. Oh my God. I, I hope mean, so. who knows? It could be a perfect movie. Especially considering. With the director's cut. You know, the thing about it is we were talking about it, If those deleted scenes we were reading were, are real, it's going to be a different movie. Oh, yeah. Like a different yes. tonality. I mean, to be honest with you, this is this is the best movie of the year. Even better than Deadpool? Yes. Okay. Better than Deadpool, better than Civil, Civil War. War. Um, I'll say it now. You all can yell at me for this. It's your I opinion. Would, Nobody yells yes. at people for their opinions on I the would, You You give me Batman vs. Superman, Deadpool, Civil War, and this movie... I will pick this movie every single time. This was a great year for for comic book movies. Yes. You know, say what you will about Batman vs. Superman. And it's not even done yet. It's not even done yet. We have Doctor Strange. You know, we're excited. Um, then next year is going to be... Epic. The year. Yes. It's really going to be yeah. huge. But I think yeah. that's about it. Yeah, so we would love to hear your thoughts on Suicide Squad. And um, so if you want, leave us comments and all that good stuff. Um, where are some places they could reach us? Well, first and foremost is on Facebook. It's where, where we're uh, most active. So just uh, search the Multiverse Fancast. You'll find a, a picture of our handsome mugs as the profile picture. And uh, make sure you guys go check us out there. You can also, uh, while you're there, if you're looking to contribute to a good cause, we have our GoFundMe page is uh, up and running. We are officially a quarter of the way to getting new equipment. And we will be picking up our new piece hopefully uh, in the next couple of days. But we are still trying to raise money for new microphones, like the works. So we'd love if uh, anybody could contribute. We'd highly appreciate it. We want to thank uh, Mr. Lualbo and his entire family, the LaCours. You know, a lot of people from our martial arts schools have uh, participated in yes. uh, raising money because they've been very supportive about our, our endeavor here. Yes. <laughs> you can also email us because uh, that's where we prefer spoilers go at yep. multiversefancast at gmail.com. You can take us mobile on the Podbean app. That's our mother app where uh, you can find our podcast first and foremost. Just type the Multiverse Fancast. Uh, you can also find us on the Satchel Podcast Player and iTunes. Make sure you guys leave a review, uh, preferably a nice one. And you star can also, ratings. Star ratings are always great. You can also find us on Twitter at MVFancast. Um, that's Ronnie's department. I'm more on the Facebook <laughs> side. He's definitely more on the Twitter side. But, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys of your thoughts about Suicide Squad. Yep. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Mags. And we'll see you guys in a flash.